Hi, welcome to the Burning Podcast, episode two. We are glad to have you back on our very humble podcast that we honestly have no idea would it go past the first episode. But here we are recording our second episode. <laughs> and my name is Jonathan. I am your host, your outrageous host, and a few thousand miles away from Singapore, across in London. Who do we have? Um, the same guests that you have in your future episodes, Rachel. <laughs> I'm not your. You're not my guest, though. You are the co-host, isn't it? Co-host, I guess. Mm, co-host. What? Whatever this podcast means. Yeah, I think very thankful. Wherever this podcast leads. Wherever this podcast leads. Yeah, we are very thankful to the 92 people who listen to us on, uh, what is that? SoundCloud. And to the other seven streamers on Spotify, uh, whoever you are, thank you very much. Uh, we will do. I our... mean, it's much more than 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 what we expected. Yeah, we will do our very best in this uh, cutthroat podcast game, and <laughs> I don't know. One day we might we might reach the stars. Okay, so. Uh, First off, before we start today's episode, congratulations to Rachel on your graduation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, to our we were there one year ago. Yeah, exactly. To uh, to, to our listeners out there, uh, maybe Rachel, you want to tell them what exactly you graduated from and what I graduated from one year ago, which I will elucidate a little bit more. Um, graduated from National Film and Television School in UK did my master's in cinematography which is kind of strange because the film industry is not an industry that you actually need a piece of paper but it was still a very good two years at NFTS uh, taught me a lot of things met a lot of people the same one that you went for John mm-hmm. do you think it was well worth it? I think worth so it? I think so yeah I think I'm uh, I have much more clearer grasp on uh, film grammar and or things cinema. I think you probably have that as well, isn't it? Yeah, like it was a useful two years to ex, ex- explore our own self. You know, it was a lot of internal reflection right, right, right. before what was happening externally, yeah. which was which was why it was useful. I I think as much as uh we gain academically and in our skills wise and in this school, I think we also learn to uh live life as well whatever that means and we go through a lot of uh, different struggles and and right now you are graduated uh i think that comes with another set of anxiety and worries and concerns isn't it oh yeah yeah like definitely what, what, what are some of the immediate concerns that you are kind of feeling right now I mean, it's obviously finding a way to stay here mm. and also establishing yourself, getting uh, jobs, shooting projects, anything that you can find because it's so hard to, to fight against people that have been here for, you know, people that grew up here, they had the context, they know the people, mm. they are way ahead in the game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just having to struggle with sides of things, not just one, but things at one go. Mm-hmm. 
And I think this is a good start to today's episode as well. Today's episode, actually, we are... What are we talking about, Rachel? We are talking about stress. We are talking about stress. Stress, mental health, mm. the whole big shebang. The whole big shebang. And we are also going to talk about Uncut Gems, the film uh, mm-hmm. starring Adam Sandler that is on Netflix right now, directed by the Safdie brothers. Uh, we we mm-hmm. thought it was it's quite a interesting combination today with, to talk about stress and uncut gems because uncut gems just happens to be one of the most bloody stressful films that we have seen in the recent recent times. Yeah. So yeah, stress. It's a beautiful feeling, isn't it? It's not a it's not a great feeling, you know. But sometimes it can generate good good things out of it. But at the moment, it might not be. That's the weird thing about it, isn't isn't it? It's a feeling that it's not pleasant and it just kind of bothers you. But it's like a in hindsight thing, you know. Oh, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. Let Let us talk about maybe. Let's talk about some of the moments, or specific moments when you felt stress. Mm, say in this in this last two years, do do you have any memories you recall? Yeah, I mean the last time the last time funny enough, the last time where I felt stress was when I was shooting not even when I was shooting my graduation film. That was a different kind of stress, but it was it was below the line. It was very mild. But the last time it happened on set while while shooting was during this uh, one of the commercial shoots that we had to do <laughs> and basically we just couldn't find a location that fit the idea that we wanted so we had to come up with something that was uh, in reality like sort of the idea has to be in reality hmm. but have a dream-like feeling hmm. so you can see you can see the conundrum in that in that whole situation right hmm. something that's real but at the same time not real so I remember that day that when we were shooting that particular scene, I was beyond like I was just my mind was just running. I couldn't figure out how to shoot it. I, I couldn't figure out how I want to shoot it. Like you just in my mind, I couldn't imagine uh, what what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bit stressful. And and it doesn't help when uh, you're working with someone that doesn't really know how to bounce ideas you have no one to bounce ideas off you know mm, 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 mm. so you can't counteract that stress mm. so yeah that was the last the last time um, right. I was stressed on a shoot mm. and and then obviously the the big one that I remember is when we were shooting you know, uh, Han right that's like five years ago in Korea isn't it it's like that, yeah that's like five years ago and like remember the scene that you decided to to, to all of a sudden decide that you want to shoot a scene where the, the, the Korean parents were arguing yeah. because the actors were so good. Oh man, I apologize for that because that was totally <laughs> uncalled for, man. That was so uncalled for because in the end Do we Do you didn't... remember how insane that, that, that moment was when we were shooting that scene? I know. But but props to you and your flexibility, man. And we still <laughs> managed to get everything done. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't. It didn't even go into the the the, the end product, the end film. You should put it in your reel. Hey. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, some unused steals. Unused steals. I, I think the thing is that stress and filmmaking, it, it does come together well, no matter how well oiled your machine is. I think it just comes to you like, hello darkness, my old friend. You, you know what I mean? I uh, For me, the last time I yeah. felt spectacular stress is on my grad film as well. And and that's like two years ago. And I, th- I think you know something uh, a little thing or two yeah. about it as well but just just there's too much uh like there's on set politics and there's too many waves and and this tumultuous kind of uh on set relations between uh different yeah. members and and you reach we are supposed to shoot in a queen's house you know by the beach in in Kent in in England and mm-hmm. as a result you know the queenness was not even there because everybody's just rah, rah, just making noise in this small house you know we can't get a set down and I was just so distracted and I think it get to a point where you just you only know your material by surface level you you can't mm. you can't reach the transcendental you can't actually like capture the the, the between the lines thing the poetry between the lines you, you just reach the mm. set and then you're just uh, I was just looking at Sarah my DP at that point of time I was like okay where do you think we should put the camera here here <laughs> and everything is just shot like a freaking master shot like I yeah. and, and, and it's like at the end of the day you're like oh my god I, I did not well, shoot the shots yeah I did not shoot the shots to to nail the beats you know everything is just yeah. like a one shot two shot one shot two shot and and you know yeah. at the end of the film the film you you know you didn't nail something and it's just like let's see how we can save it in post you know i yeah so i think that's that's the scary thing you know as a when you're making films the the big stress is knowing that you are not prepared and and you did not grasp a certain thing that you are going for either you are not not experienced or or, or, or you just you're just too distracted by by many other things. My my, my yeah. question is, what do you think is the difference between stress and anxiety? It feels very Webster dictionary definition, but what's the mm. difference? This 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 tough question actually, because um, it's quite it's quite a similar emotion, isn't it? Like, but I think it feels like with anxiety, how do you say it? like? Uh, maybe with, with with stress, it's easier to solve because you can go by a step by step, um, not step by step, but like you can find solutions to the problem. Right. Whereas anxiety comes from, I feel like anxiety comes from more from within mm. than 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 from external sources. Whereas stress is like from outside that's that that's coming to you, coming towards you. Mm. So there's a possibility of you finding ways to get out of the situation mm-hmm. whereas anxiety is you have to overcome whatever that's inside mm. and sometimes that's much more difficult than 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 physically overcoming uh, uh, anything you know like mentally it's diff- more difficult to go over obstacles as compared to like when you have it physically in front of you mm. I guess that's my that's my Opinion. In that and case, if if we go by that definition, do you feel that you feel more anxiety or you feel more stress? 
I guess it will be anxiety, isn't it, if it's going mm, by my... I think so. Yeah, my, from, my from, definition. Yep. I, I, I feel I it's, go through much more anxiety. Because mm. mm. I think... Because I always wonder if stress is more of a self-inflicted thing. But, you know, if, mm. we, if, 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 if stress is something that is much more external and caused by external factors and anxiety is much more self-induced, then I would say that I have much more anxiety. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think there's a period of time where I wasn't feeling that well. Mm. When I look back in hindsight, a lot of what I felt was external stress wouldn't actually that big of a deal, actually. It was mm-hmm. just my coping mechanism that was a bit something was something was wrong there. And and I create a lot of this uh entanglements in, in, in my mind. That's why I just I couldn't cope with certain things. Uh, a, an easy instruction given to me is like uh like a inferno within within myself. So I would say it's it's for me it's more of a anxiety and and you know it, it I I feel it's like a repetitive thought that that we are so used to that causes a certain sense of anxiety as well. For example, if if yeah. let's say that right now you are you are in the spot that you are thinking, oh my god, am I able to stay in the UK? Am I able to find work? And then this motion like waves just come to us. Uh, it's not aggressive but when it comes to you it's a very it's almost depressing thing and then you just feel like <gasps> oh, I'm, 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 I'm useless you know I'm, I'm in this spot it's the same, same for me as well trying to be a freelancer back in, back in Singapore right here you know it's so hard to, to to get work especially you know I'm trying to do commercials but you know because there's a lack of a TV commercial real you know it's like ah, yeah yep yeah. And then it just gets back to you. You're you're just always in back to where where you are. That's why the anxiety just kind of circles to you. And then someday you go and do some other thing. You know, you hang hang out with your 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 girlfriend and everything, and and life is good. And then you come back to this topic, and it's like, oh crap! I need the money. I need to. I need to think of the future. I need to. Yeah, I want to get a flat. You know, all that kind of things. Is it more common that we tend to hop over the problem? when it's posed to us than than actually trying to find a solution. For example, like we are in a company and and the CEO gives a KPI. And this KPI is pretty damn hard to to hit. And then the rest of the crew is like and then there's a penalty. The penalty is that if you don't hit the KPI, the whole staff has to stay back an hour on a Friday evening once a month so mm. so you know when you receive this kind of wow this is so hard to hit no then you'll feel some kind of stress all right mm. but the thing is uh somehow sometimes maybe it's the way that information is being spreaded or some kind of energy in the company that it just it's it's almost self-defeaties because they are like it's so easy for them to just fall into the sp- stress spiral, you know, and hop over mm. the problem. Yeah. 
rather than mm-hmm. uh, okay, let's try to work around a solution. There's some some mechanism in the mind collectively that is just like ah oh, yeah, this is just way beyond us, you know. So I'm just very curious that you know because it feels like it's a kind of mentality that is rather common in in the working world and 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 within our generation. So why why do you think is that so? Or it's just because some people are just generally very, you know, self motivated, and you know, I'm gonna do this. You know, I'm I'm Kobe Bryant. I'm gonna mumble mentality. You know. I guess isn't it the kind of thing like like how you say like if you're prepared about something or if you think ahead two steps, hmm. you you very rarely get. Uh, stress as compared to a person that feels like oh all of a sudden this is tr- thrown on me I have to figure out a solution mm-hmm. like if if you don't look at it as a problem mm-hmm. then maybe it's easier to go past in that sense mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know like, like it might be that a lot of people in our generation are more uh, we, we think we think less ahead, but more in the moment. Mm-hmm. So when we, we we get we get all these um, uh, things that are coming to uh, at us, we are not prepared for it. So we immediately go start uh, panicking and thinking that it's a problem that we need to solve, mm-hmm. rather than rather than like maybe uh, say if you are always two steps ahead in your work life. You will not see as a as a as, as a problem that's being thrown at you, but it's like oh, okay, this is just another thing that I will have to do um, at my work to progress in that sense. Right. So right. it's a more positive way of thinking, I guess. Right. Like, right. Uh, and I think it differs with different kind of people and a different type of job that you do. Right. I do feel that uh, it's easier to combat, if that's the right word for it, or conquer stress in when you are in a kind of a team and everybody's mm. in the same frequency because if you are just an individual trying to uh, overcome it it can feel like mm. a very very long journey uh, for example yeah, exactly. take filmmaking for example again yeah. if, if let's say when we are doing Han it, I think there was a very collective uh, let's go through this together and let's push this together mm. That's why the stress was is much easier, uh, to uh, eliminate it. But uh, yeah. for, when I was shooting my grad film, I felt like I was uh, fighting the battle, my alone. Uh, yeah, alone. Mm. For for you, w- w- was it the same case? You know, like even and and we are talking about things that we love and things that we are passionate about. Hmm. I think I think that's the beauty about filmmaking, isn't it? It's like it's a very collective uh, industry where you cannot get a good end product if collectively you're not working towards the same angle. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a one man show as compared to uh, different and uh, other types of industry where uh, where maybe like how you're talking about if one person hits the target and then that's it. Mm. Um, he's he's done it, or he or she has done it for mm. for 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 that month or whatever. But whereas it's like for us, it has to be the collective, and it's not it's it's a it's a team effort in that sense, which is which is what makes filmmaking such a is a is 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 an industry where you really need to be passionate about what you're doing. That makes it fruitful, you know. Right. 
Because at the end of the day, um, yeah, you go through you go through with it. But how we went through Han, and everybody remembers it, the experience because of how we all solve different problems together, instead of just focusing on what your job is supposed to be, and then that's done, and you let other people suffer in their own department. Right. Which is probably what happened to you on your graduation. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so if let's say uh, I give you a very specific scenario, you're you're making a film and you have to light a scene, and you have no idea how the fuck am I gonna light this scene, and <laughs> you I are mean, you are running, you only have thirty minutes to get this scene done. What goes through your mind? I mean, that is quite literally what happened at the commercial shoot where I was just. It essentially, in my mind, it just goes blank. Mm. Like, it is it, running. Is so many thoughts are running at the same time, but it's also blank at the same time. If you get what I mean. Yep. Like, all it's like it's like it is it, is on two hundred BPM. All the questions are coming at one go. That I I'm not sure what even these questions or suggestions are, and it just runs through my mind that I don't even know what I'm thinking. I have, I'm visualizing nothing in my mind. It's just a white piece. It's like, basically, I'm in a white room, right. which is the worst kind of situation that, that as a filmmaker, you would know that if you're stuck with a white room, that's it. You're right. going to make right. something that's as plain as a white room. Yep. You know? Like, and and what I, I, I struggle with is, uh, or not what I struggle with, but, but what I find that is useful when I'm stuck in that situation is to have someone there that you can... Exactly, yeah. ...talk to. You just right. need... Basically, you just need someone, for me at least, is you just need someone that you can bounce ideas back and forth. Right. You know, and where you can actually voice out these suggestions that's going through your mind, yeah. and then you actually have someone that's talking back to you and saying like no cancel that do this no do that yep. do that do that and then that's where you sift through everything you sift through your thoughts and then you end up with one okay I got I got a plan let's do it a, a figure of affirmation As, exactly right. like like you just need one person there that, that can sort of physically is, that person is there that you can just really talk and get something back instead of you trying to figure it out on your own it can be from anybody it can be your director it can be your gaffer it can be right. your camera assistant it can be anybody because obviously I, I had, I've been in that kind of situation a lot of times where I, I really get the suggestions from anybody I once got a suggestion from a camera assistant from uh, obviously my gaffer or like from a director can, that can tell me or maybe someone in the production team mm. that I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with you know mm. I, yeah I, I think I think you are hitting on the right point when you were saying that you felt like you are having 200 ideas but at the same time you are thinking nothing because it's so mm. opposite it's like repelling magnets but it's such a relatable feeling and I think that this mm. feeling kind of translates in sometimes the way we live our everyday life as well the way we go through mm. our everyday life uh, it's, a, it's a feeling that accompanies us it's like oh my god I have so many things to do but at the same time I feel like I don't want to do anything and therefore the stress later comes to me because I'm not prepared and and you are we are just in this state of uh, confusion and exactly and we are also ben and because when we feel that kind of uh, feeling 
we sometimes lose sense of time because to, whether is it is it really urgent or do we do we actually have time it, it's like it's it's messing with our head it's, it's kind of like you know when you go to a convenience store and you queue up to pay something and then it's your time to pay mm. and then you are trying to get the change out and then you have this anxiety when you're trying to get the exact five cent and there's like 10 people behind you but actually nobody is mm. really over there pushing you but you are pushing yourself because you yeah. you see that there are 10 people behind you feel that they that confirm you know they must be pushing you but nobody said a word yeah yeah. Unless you are some really Zen master that can just like you know what I'm gonna take my time. Like and, out. Yeah. And and, and, so, and sometimes we we do need to be like that. It's just that I I it fascinates me what conditions us, you know, to, yeah. to get to this point where this stress is almost like a like a vacuum. Yep. Yeah. I guess this are like like obviously there are other ways to combat. Uh, stress as well uh, obviously not when we are in a uh, work situation we can't do other things but like in everyday life there are there are people that like you mentioned that that do meditation yep. so that they can have more control of their minds for, for me I do think that uh, praying does help like for example if I pray say like 15 to half 15 minutes to half an hour in the morning I find that mm. generally I have a much better headspace uh, and I'm much more prepared to face anything that comes my way in, in that day. Mm. Yeah. It, it's just that you're able to regulate uh, time and, and you're reg- you, you able to see each task that you should be facing in a very mm-hmm. focused way it's like you are able yeah. to zone everything out and just uh, attack this one thing and then you attack the next yeah. thing rather than like oh my god yeah, yeah what, what am I supposed to do should I eat lunch or yeah. should I eat dinner you know that kind of thing yeah I guess I guess people everybody has, will have a different method in encounter encountering the the stresses that they feel because that the level of stress as well is so different for everybody. So, right. the, the, it's, yeah, it's very interesting because that day I was I was talking to my girlfriend and I was asking her, you know, uh, so do do you feel stress? You know, what what do you do to 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 uh, conquer stress? And she's like, mm, she gave a deep talk, you know, while we were at Muji eating and she's like I actually don't know how to feel stress I don't know if I feel stress and I was like oh that's interesting it's because you know she is quite positive in her mind like and she feels that she's generally quite capable of handling work tasks task by task she's able to do that and she's able to tell herself that uh you know, it's 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 a positive thing and everything. But the thing is, she realized that all that stress might translate to physical fatigue, actually. Because the body yeah. actually feels the tension and uh, the tiredness and and the headaches and, and gastric and all that. So so it actually translates to 
a completely f- physical thing, which I thought was quite interesting, rather than just, you know, telling yourself, oh, I want, I'm very stressed, I'm very stressed, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I guess in a way that, that just means she can, because I know that there are some people that are able to, to, to take control of their mind, whereas in a way that it, it, it naturally just um, moves into the body and the body absorbs that, that, that uh, physical feeling of the stress mm-hmm. and then but 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 I have met people before where it comes back twofold uh, like where after that particular event that causes the stress but you don't feel it mentally mm-hmm. but then after that's done and then all of a sudden your body feels the, the stress whether it can be like indigestion or inflammation or um, backache you know as simple as that right. but but yeah, like like there, I I I know of some people that 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 take on the stress through, uh, through their bodies. It's a, it's amazing how I I feel like so far we are giving like a health talk like that. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a BBC. This is a we are we are all round all round podcast. We yeah, cover yeah. everything. Mm. Today we talk about health. We talk about your mental health. We talk about stress. So cause at this point, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, what 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 are the music you listen to combat stress? I, I like to listen to um there's this artist called Neil Frams. Right, right, right. So yep. I don't I don't really know how to, to describe his genre. I'm not that great at genre's description, but it's more like it's it's, it's ambient, uh but quite uh tech he uses a lot of synths. Yep. Uh but also um strings and everything. But I think people who know Neil Frams will completely understand what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, he so so he's I listen to him quite a lot. Um, there, there's that one track. Like, there's that one track from that Victoria movie. That one, yeah. And it's quite funny because it's not the the it's it's not a particularly calming kind of music. You know, it's not like Beethoven where it's it's it's, it's very. Um, the tune is very calming. Mm-hmm. So new farms can get quite um, how you say like quite on edge, mm. you know. You're but right, right. You, you know how they the, the, there's a the term where where like Chinese has this term where they say use poison to cure uh, poison. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I listen. Yeah, correct, correct. So so I listen to this kind where it's not fully calming, mm-hmm. but at the same time it takes away the stress uh, uh, mentally. Right, right, right. Well, because I'm listening to another stressful thing right. so it's like my attention is taken away yeah. uh, in that sense but yeah like News Trump is great and then I also listen to Olaf Arno sometimes I listen to Radiohead right. it's good yeah classic mm. what do you listen to when you are stressed? I listen to uh, Christina Aguilera Reflection very good yeah <laughs> uh, uh, on repeat and Natasha Bedingfield, this great song called Unwritten. I'm just going to read you the lyrics from the chorus. It's the most empowering thing ever. It says, feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else, no one else. This is amazing, man. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's basically... Sorry. It's telling you in a gentle way. It's telling you in a gentle way that you gotta you gotta deal with it yourself, in a gentle way. Yeah, and and you gotta feel it. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing is, I always 
when, when I was much younger, I always thought this song is super annoying because it's like in some shampoo commercial. Ding, 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 ding. You know, the, the, the intro. <laughs> but then, I don't know why recently I was seeing this video. There was this rapper, comedian. He was like, like at this like hip hop concert and then he was like telling the DJ the DJ is called Kenny Beats he's like play my song man and then right you thought he's gonna play some jam right and then he starts playing Natasha Bedingfield and he starts creep walking to it right and I was just like this is an absolute jam man yeah so <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield uh, other songs I listen uh, Erika Badu on and on uh, it's 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 very chill, and I think yeah, if you take that down and you go and listen whenever you're stressful, it's uh it puts you in another world. Uh, the others I think it's more like albums, you know. I listen it collectively. Yeah. On the bus, uh, Carol King, Tapestry, yeah. uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, mm. Frank Ocean, Blonde, cause just because, and yeah like D'Angelo voodoo so yeah it's it's all yeah it's black music but but I think it's really it's good for the soul yep yeah exactly what is soul music good for soul, the soul soul music so yeah basically basically if you feel stressed just listen to R&B yeah like this afternoon randomly I was listening to Sierra One Two Step do you know that song Oh yeah. It's, it's the greatest let me, shit ever. John, let me see you one two step. I I I can't man, but it's the, but the tune is so good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a great tune, man. It's such a great tune, man. I I don't know why what what am I going through right now where like all the songs that like I used to be like what the heck is this? It becomes like this gems to me. Maybe it's just nostalgia. Nostalgia is good for stress. I think nostalgia is good for stress. Yeah. Yep. So in in line in line with uh, let's talk about uncut gems and how oh, we man. like to cause stress for ourselves oh my when God. we watch these kind of films. Yep. Uncut gems. I think it's the best example of itu kong tu man. Like, uh, killing poison with poison. Uh, also disclaimer disclaimer uh, at this point if you haven't watched Uncut Gems you might want to stop listening because there will be spoilers exactly exactly Uncut Gems man most stressful film ever what about it is, do you think it's so stressful it's just the way that the Safdie brothers uh, um, craft a film the structure is, is just it builds up the stress builds up you meet this character you find out about him you know more about him okay this is his lifestyle uh, and it fits into that whole New York lifestyle where it's just never stress. ending it's non-stop yep. yeah it's non-stop adrenaline it's, it's how the city is, it is you know that's why it's called a city right, right, right. But, but yeah so it's like constantly everything that happens even from the smallest of things you will be like Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What is happening? You know, mm-hmm. which is which is quite intense for for a film to be watching where every ten fifteen minutes you are you are at the edge of your seat. But it's great because every scenario in that film is 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 just uh, great. Uh, if if you want to talk about a bit of the film, the what what's it about so that we can right. What 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 about it? Do you love? 
I, I think I think before that we should explain a little bit what exactly Adam Sandler does in this film that causes stress just for the audience. So basically he's uh he's a he's a he sells jewelry, he sells bling bling and all that, you know. And he's in debt. He's in debt to his brother in law. Uh and at the same time, you know, he's facing divorce from his current wife, you know, he's having girlfriend issues and everything. He's in debt, he's in he's a compulsive gambler. And in order to to to, to solve this debt, uh what 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 he did is that he got this Ethiopian rock, you know, from you know the the the, mm-hmm. the the miners who 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 excavated it, and for for some reason, uh, he was able to 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 get it for for a cheap cheaper price, like hundred thousand or something, and he was hoping to auction in from for one million, and one fine day, uh, Kevin Garnett, the basketball player, who by the way is acting himself in two thousand twelve when the movie was filmed in like two thousand eighteen or something. And he comes in and he's he actually wants to buy like some bling bling, but you know, he was like, Oh man, I really feel the connection with this rock, man. I really feel this connection with this rock. Uh please ha- let me have it so I can just bring it to the game. And you know, and then he said, like, You know what? Okay, I'll I'll let you have it. Uh so I'll take your championship ring as collateral. And the crazy thing is he feels that Kevin Garnett with the rock is going to turn in a phenomenal performance that night. So what he mm-hmm. went to do is he take the collateral the money from the ring, which is Kevin Garnett's ring, which in in real life, if you do that, is just the most insane, crazy thing ever. And he takes the money and he bets on Kevin Garnett. You know, he 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 bets on the craziest thing. And the thing is that he actually makes a killing, you know, he earns big and everything. And uh, by the way, he's also in in a like affair with with the the girl that works with the store. So he's also like going to the to the to the girl's house to like sleep with her to celebrate. And then he at uh, trying to uh meddle with his uh family issues, trying to take care of his kids or so. But then he realized that the the bet is being caught off by his brother-in-law. And the brother-in-law just like you know mess with him with these two hoodlums, and he's 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 back to the same spot again, and he tries to. But you know, Kevin Garnett wants to buy the rock, you know, but he's like, you know what, I am going to auction away. But you know, the auction is like, no, it's not properly appraisal, so the price went down, and he's like, oh shit, you know. But Kevin Garnett went to the to the to the auction. And he's like, you know, I'm going to make Kevin Garnett buy it away for a high price. And which is at this point of time, a really a low price. So he got his father-in-law to come. Which was the most insane thing yeah. in that film. He's like, you know, I need you to just bring up the auction price. But you know, you know what? You're not going to win. Kevin Garnett's going to win it. And you know what happened? Spoiler already. This is past spoiler territory. Kevin Garnett gives up because the agent, the manager is like, no. And then the father-in-law is like, what the fuck? So I have this rock right now. And he's like, never mind, never mind, I'll solve it. And then he's, he breaks down and everything. And then Kevin Garnett turns out wants to buy the rock. And he did buy it. And this is the craziest part of the film. When he got the money, he should be paying the debts. But no, 
And at the same time, the de- the brother-in-law and the hoodlums are coming to chase for the dad, just like they have been the whole time in the film. <laughs> and he looks at Kevin Garnett and he's like, you know what? I'm going to bet everything on you. This, I'm going to bet this is how I win. This is how I win. And then he bets on him. Yeah. And he bets the craziest bets ever. He bets on tip-off. He bets on rebounds and points. And using that hundred and twenty-five thousand, yeah. So just that's it all. That's it. That's the that's the whole film. It's just a crazy lunatic betting and betting when he shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. It it just keeps escalate escalate. It it basically is is as if you're in a casino and you bet. And the first time you bet, okay, maybe ten dollars. Oh, I win something. Okay, I bet fifty dollars. Oh, I win something. Maybe my luck is there. Okay, I bet. And then it just goes up, which is literally what the film is about. Like mm. every single scenario that happens is ten times worse than the first scenario. Right. Right. Which is why it's so stressful of a film. Right. I I think why it why the film is great is also because, um, the obsession is is pretty on point and it's also very easy to people who do not really like the film to say that ah this is just like a hipster rendition of uh, a person who likes gambling you know and it's that but I think that there's something genuinely very fascinating about Sandler's character Howard Redner uh because it's not just about gambling and and it is fascinating why is it not fascinating to be in the mind of a gambler but this is a guy who who gets the adrenaline out of walking on a tightrope you know yeah he finds the adrenaline in the problem it's like you know what let's take it up there because this is this is the shit that keeps me alive. This is what keeps me going, which is just a completely different link to how a normal human being would think. Because for us, it's like, just just stop messing with me. I just want to be alive and, and get things done. But he's like, you know what? Let's go for the big kill. It's either 100% yeah. or let's go home, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Do you think this is... We need more of this kind of crazy thinking sometimes when we deal with stress? I, I don't, I, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's a good, it's, for me, I feel like it's quite similar to how I listen to stressful things to take my mind off other things. Right, right. Which, I think, which is what I he does. Exactly. So it's, it's the kind of thing, it's like almost quite similar to like complacency or like, how do you say, like, like, you just, you just feel like you're using one thing to take away your problems thinking that will solve your problems but at the same time you are there's still a, 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 an excitement to what you're doing mm-hmm. so that's why you go for that option rather than going for the normal route where you know it solves your problem but then what does your life mean after that you know like you just mm-hmm. move on boring blah mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, 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 one thing that I can sort of relate to uh, to him in this film uh, is uh, like for me when I do freelance jobs right I tend to take a lot of things like I'll just say yes and there's this crazy part of my mind that just tells me you know what you are going to be able to do all of it so it's like Mm. oh I'm going to take this teaching job yeah 
oh I'm gonna help take this short film editing job I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I can do this pitch I can do that pitch and everything and somehow in my crazy mind right I'm just telling myself that you know what I can do every single I can I can tackle four scripts at the same time which actually no I, I can't even do one short film script properly and then you know when I'm at home right I just sit down on the bed and I just lie down there and I'm just like oh let's go on YouTube now sometimes we have this kind of delusions of grandeur uh, what about Uncut Gems it's like like what what are the certain scenes that you remember that uh, really stayed with you. Well, that was the that was the auction one that was quite insane, mm. and then I think I was <laughs> the one that really cracked me up was the one where the weekend was um yeah. uh, cameo <laughs> when he went to the club with the weekend and he was he was uh just he just went crazy because the weekend and the 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 girlfriend was in the bathroom they were doing coke. And then he thought that the girlfriend was cheating on him. It's just insecurity, isn't it? The whole film is also about insecurity. Right. Yeah. And I think insecurity and, 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 goes well with stress as well. Yeah. Mm. But but yeah, like those two, those two. What else? What other scenes? What for you? I, what scenes? I I I like the scene where he was trying to surprise his girlfriend, even though it's really oh, about oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah the part where he's just in the closet and then the girlfriend is like stripping and then they just that they are just exchanging like sexual text messages and yeah but but it's very interesting to just get into the mind of this person like he's so into what he is like he gives the same energy to this exchange to his to him watching the games and and I, yeah. I I think that is really what really makes the film is this person's intensity towards his passion, which is betting, which is a very bad passion. Be- because you think, mm-hmm. you see, uh, you could say that this person is mad about gambling, but he's also mm. insanely passionate about sports. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It's just that yeah, it, it's, it's, too... it's almost like you you feel for this guy, even though he's doing something that is wrong. Yeah. You feel for him. Right. Right. Because he's so like passionate about what he what or like so convinced about what he believes in. Yeah. Yeah. And I generally think that stress and films are match made in heaven. If if you make a f- if you make a film and you can make people stress, uh, it it is a it is an excellent excellent skill actually. Yeah. Yeah, your job you you really done your job well yeah. if you're able to yeah do that. So so and, and and what makes it great is that from the right from the beginning to the end, you leave your your audience like on edge, which yeah. means that you they were fully invested in the film. But but here's the ironic thing about it, is that in the making of a stressful film, uh, I don't think it's very wise to be stressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you actually have to be yeah. very calm when you are making a stressful film, because it yeah. there's a lot of uh intricate craft needed to actually put the 
the sequences of stress together. So if you just get stressed and you overlook, I think that's it. You you actually get a boring film. So so it's it's a quite an ironic thing in terms of the energy to it. Yeah, do not be stressed, but create stress. Right. Okay, and that that it is. That that is it with uh, uncut gems. We've come to the end. And we have come to the we end. Come of to the end of yet another stressful yet another episode. Excellent, exciting, stressful uh, uh, episode of uh, the Burning Podcast. So once in three weeks or once in two weeks we will come out with an episode we thank you so much for <laughs> listening today we talk about stress we have no idea what we are going to talk about next three weeks mm, maybe happiness maybe love who knows maybe. but yeah. until then stay tuned stay tuned adios goodbye bye bye